United Methodist Church. It is awesome to see you all here. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live and in person from the mezzanine. Um, it is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. Um, and we have a couple things coming up we want to tell you about. So I'm going to turn this over to Sheila and then to Diana and maybe somebody else I'm forgetting, but at least those two. Good morning, church family. A uh, couple announcements here. First of all, please forgive my uh, senior moment that I had on Friday. I uh, reported out that we would have coffee hour in the gym. No, we're not. It's kind of hard to have coffee hour and keep your mask on. And because of the weather today, we're going to wait and have coffee hour when it's a nicer day so we can be outside. So no coffee hour today. Sorry about that. Um, I would like to thank Thank, thank you for all the help that we had for our Swiss steak dinner. We had 30 different volunteers helping make that a success. And I, I would also encourage you to support Tecumseh Bread and Pastry. They were awesome in helping us with our dinner. They don't normally, I understand they don't normally have dinner rolls on their menu. However, they made them for us. They sold them to us at cost and threw in extra rolls because they knew it was a charity event. So please, when you have the opportunity, support them. We do have food to sell, sell after worship. Some of the items have prices on them. Most of the food that was left over, cooked and prepared and left over from the dinner is buy by donation you decide what it's worth to you and we'll be happy to unload it we do have some raw meat that has been frozen and it's going to go for five excuse me four dollars a bag it's roughly a pound a bag as we were trimming up our swiss steak because we tried to cut it in individual portions we had some small pieces and so if you're interested in that that's going to be four dollars a bag so I will be running the little food store in the kitchen after worship. See you there. Thank you. I bet that meat would make good stew meat for a day like today. Oh, lots of good stuff. Good morning. Um, we still have some positions available for the Worship and Education Committee and the Historian and Membership secretary so please keep that in mind if you're interested we still need a sunday school teacher so again if you are if your heart is led in that direction please volunteer our building has been closed but as you have heard we are going to open next sunday inside um, next sunday you will be able to come in to the sanctuary or you can be up on the upper level on the balcony or you can be still out in your car. All means will be available. Um, and the mask and dis distancing will be followed, of course, for that service. The Tecumseh Service Club sent a letter of thank you for our help with their Adopt-A-Family program in 2020. And they provided food and baskets for 130 families, including 320 children. The Ad Board Finance Committee decided to use some money in the outreach fund we started two years ago 
to help the I-92 ministry to sponsor for three backpack meals a month for the rest of this year. The Clinton Clothes Closet will be held April 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Clinton Baptist Church. Extra help is needed on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. to help set up, and on Saturday from 1.30 p.m. to, that uh, does not sound right, to put clothes away. Let them know if you can help. Um, then there's a list of upcoming events that you can read in your bulletin. Pastor Michael has his con coffee convoy, combo hour, the Zoom meeting on Mondays from 1 to 2. The last coffee convo will be Monday, March 29th, this coming tomorrow. Um, prayer workshops, Pastor Michael is offering prayer workshops uh, Monday evenings from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. via Zoom. Tuesday mornings at Stony Creek in person from 11 a.m. until from 10 a.m. till 11 a.m. Wednesday mornings here at Clinton, in person, from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. The women of the church want to remind you that they are going to do their cookbook, and they would like you to give now recipes for cakes, cookies. It was also bread, bread and appetizers, but imagine they'll take any good recipes that you have. We have a thank you from Nancy Warren. It says, dear friends, Thank you so much for remembering my 90th birthday. I miss everyone there, so nice to be remembered. Send me a bulletin sometime. I need a reminder. Best wishes, Nancy Warren. And then um, we mentioned the I-92 Food Relief, and they sent us a thank you. It says, thank you for partnering with us by sponsoring three students in our weekly meal pack program. You are helping to make a difference in the lives of kids in our community. Thank you. All right. I, I have one question on that cookbook. Is, is there a section for coffee <laughs> and the recipes? Somebody find Linda. Sorry, I, mean, I, I imagine we could make one. I feel like there should be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone. And let's please join me in your call to worship. We come to repair for the holiest of weeks. We will journey through praise with joy on our lips. We will travel through betrayal and death, cradling hope deep in our hearts. Jesus leads us through this week, and we will follow. For he is the life we long for. He is the word who sustains us. We wave palm branches in anticipation. We lay our love before him to cushion his walk. Setting aside all power, glory, and might, he comes, modeling humility and obedience for all of us. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who brings us the kingdom of God. Our first hymn is All Praise to Thee, for Thou, O King Divine, hymn number 166. Give the glory. 
Please join us in the opening prayer. God, God of salvation, salvation our, our Lord, Lord entered his passion to raise us to life. In this holiest of weeks, help us to walk the way of the cross, that we may be raised in a resurrection like his and dwell forever in you. Eternally God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our second hymn is Hosanna, Loud Hosanna, hymn number 278. join me now in our prayer of illumination. Come, Holy Spirit, source of all life, as we, we hear, hear again, again the, story the story of the passion. Let, let the, the same mind, mind be in us that was in Christ, who was, was a servant, servant that we might be free. free. Awaken, Awaken our ears, open our hearts, and sustain the weary with your word. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Psalm 118, 1 through 2 and 19 through 29 in the NRSV. It's titled, A Song of Victory. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. 
Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I might enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. Jesus gave himself for the life of the world. With humble hearts bowed in awe, let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God. You would now please join me in singing our doxology.
Holy God, we give thanks for your saving love made known to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Bless these gifts that they may bring life on earth as in heaven. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now is the time for our youth moment. If our youth and children would come on in and I will meet you in the narthex. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Are you all awake? Who's still asleep? Okay, I understand that. Yeah. Hey, we got some more people. Come on in. Lots of room. Okay, so who knows what today is? Yes. Palm Sunday, that's right. And later, the adults are going to hear me talk about Palm Sunday. But since you guys are going to be in Sunday school, I wanted to give you guys the first access to the story. So what happens is that Jesus tells two of the disciples to go into the town and look for a donkey or a colt that's tied up and just kind of sitting there. And he tells them, if anybody asks what you're doing, to tell them that God needs it. So they go, and they find it, and they bring it back to him, and they put some cloaks on him, and Jesus gets on, and he rides into town. And a bunch of people who are around, they start cheering, and they put their cloaks on the ground and palm branches, like the ones that we were handing out, and they put those on the ground, and Jesus comes into Jerusalem. And everybody's really excited. Yeah. We can't do it this time because of everything with COVID, but I promise we will do it in the future. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So anyway, so Jesus comes in and people start shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. And everybody's really excited. That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Almost like a parade. Have you guys ever been to a parade? What do you got? Go ahead. 
Okay, that's always good. Yes. You've been in a parade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So this was kind of, yes. Did you have something in the back? Yes, no? Okay. Um, so, so Jesus got this parade as he came into Jerusalem because the people were really excited he was coming. But they don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm not going to tell you yet either because you'll find out next week. But it's really cool and it's really good news, okay? So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to pay extra special attention during Sunday school because your Sunday school teachers are going to tell you some really cool things, okay? And I need you to help me lead the congregation in the Lord's Prayer. Can we do that? Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Okay, are you guys ready? Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, you guys did an awesome job. And guess what? After church, there's some fun stuff going on. So make sure you, there's an Easter egg hunt. So make sure you do a good job in Sunday school. Through the
All right, if you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. If you look in our bulletin, you will see in our prayer requests, we have continued prayers for the family of Carl Terry, who passed away. Uh, we have an update on the next two, um, uh, the friends of Cleon uh, Kumiko. The family is doing well, and they are very thankful for all the prayers. And Nicole, who was having uh, her second breast cancer surgery, is recovering well, and they believe they were able to get all of the cancerous cells out. So that is a very, very awesome uh, thing to hear. Um, we do ask for continued prayers of healing for Molly, um, whose cancer has returned, um, and prayers of joy that Alice Wimple is home and recovering um, from her uh, issues with COVID. So again, some good news there. Um, and I think that's all the, the updates I have. So if you would please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you this Palm Sunday with chants and raising our voices of Hosanna as we celebrate your coming into Jerusalem. We know that the story gets a little darker after this, but we also know the bright light that shines after that. We are thankful for all of the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, and all the blessings that you bestow upon us. We want to lift up today all of those who are suffering, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, whether fighting COVID or cancer or other illness or injury, depression, God, whatever may be holding us down, we pray for your healing touch and ask that you would continue to guide all of the hands and efforts of our doctors and nurses and surgeons and lab technicians and research scientists and psychologists and psychiatrists and so, so many others who are working to help heal your creation. We also give you great thanks this day for the continued sacrifice and efforts of so many to keep us safe. All of our service men and women serving in the military, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others. God, we ask that you would live in their hearts and their minds, guide them in their words and actions, and for those who are far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon. The conflict would begin to end. We also ask that you would keep them all safe and strong for all of the work that they do. We also lift to you our nation and every nation in this world. We continue to find ourselves at odds with one another through political unrest, racism, hatred, injustice, anger, confusion, controversy. God, we, we want to know peace, but we know that we cannot have peace without trusting and following you. Help us to to stop fighting so much, to stop devaluing one another. 
Help us to see each other the way you see us in the truth that we are all equal and worthy of being as your beloved children. No one better or worse. We are all held in your grace and love and mercy. Help us to not only see that, but to live into it, to the people you created us to be. Help us to love each other the way that you love us. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us now confess our sins to God, whose steadfast love endures forever. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. We confess that we have sinned, and although we would like to deny it, we have forsaken you. We are horrified by the suffering we cause to you, ourselves, and the world you have created. Open the gates of your forgiveness and restore us in your love for the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. The Lord God helps us. We will not be disgraced. The Lord God helps us. Who can declare us guilty? Beloved children of God, beyond the shadow of doubt, your sins are forgiven. By the mercy of Christ, let us stand together forgiven and free. Amen. Now, if you will join us in the Affirmation of Faith, the Nicene Creed, page 880 in your Bibles. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one of being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. 
We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our second scripture reading is John 12, 12 through 16 in the NRSV. The title is Jesus' Triumphal Entry into Jerusalem. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. This is the gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Our next hymn is All Glory, Laud, and Honor, hymn number 280. Sweet home. 
Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. This section is also titled, Jesus' Triumphal Entry into Jerusalem. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. And as they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the gospel of the Lord. And you say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Hosanna, loud Hosanna. The people then and now cry out for Jesus' triumphant return to Israel, your holy Son who comes in your holy name, O Lord. This day was then and is now filled with excitement and anticipation of the reign of Christ in the world. But we know what follows next as we enter Holy Week. The people back then may not have fully understood just what was happening, but we pray for your Holy Spirit to enlighten us to your truth, O Lord, and to strengthen us for the journey ahead until we reach that sweet, sweet morning of salvation that we long for. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning once again, everyone. You, uh, you may have noticed that where there is normally a title for the sermon, it just says the word title and some quotes around it. 
Now I wish I could say that this was not an oversight and was completely intentional, but that would not be true. The truth is that I had no idea what this message was going to be about other than Palm Sunday and the stories about it we find in Scripture. Sometimes when I come to some of these major church holidays, it can be challenging to think about something new or innovative to bring to you. But thankfully, the Holy Spirit is always at work and always moving around. And something finally came to me that I feel is important and worth sharing with you this morning. When it comes to scripture, there are always many potential lessons and revelations that we can draw on. Even in the passages that seem to hold super important and singular messages, there are always more there. Most of you probably know the story for this Sunday, especially since we just heard it, um, and especially since it appears in all four Gospels, with some minor differences here or there. Jesus tells his disciples to go. They're going to find a colt or a donkey, depending on the translation you're using, and to untie it and bring it back to him. And if anyone asks what they're doing, they're to say the Lord needs the animal. And someone does question them, and upon hearing their response, lets them go on their way. Then the disciples put cloaks on the colt, and Jesus rides upon it into Jerusalem. And as he rides, other people spread cloaks along the path and leafy branches cut from the fields. Further, the people start shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Talk about rolling out the red carpet, or rather palm carpet, and with a bit of a pretty impressive welcome wagon. Now this is what the disciples were talking about when it comes to the Son of God. You know, there have been a lot of warm welcomes and celebrations for various celebrities and important people over the years. Back in 1953 at Westminster Abbey in London, Queen Elizabeth II acceded to the throne. Her coronation was the last uh, British uh, one of the 20th century, and it is estimated to have cost around 1.57 million pounds, or about 2.5 million U.S. dollars at the time. In today's money, that would be equal to over 43 million pounds, or just under 60 million U.S. dollars. Queens and royalty are not the only ones who get a big celebration, though. The last several presidential inaugurations have cost well over $100 million each, especially when you factor in the cost of security, including the added security needed for the past presidents who are attending and how many of them there may be. And if reports from a few years back are accurate, King Salman of the Saudi Arabia gave away over $32 billion when he took the throne in grants to professional associations, literary and sports clubs, investments in water and electricity, and bonuses worth two months of salary to all government employees, soldiers, pensioners, and students on government stipends at home and abroad. Even the sports teams in the United States who win their respective championships get a parade and or celebration. 
And some of these events have cost several million dollars easily. I can remember many of the events held for the Chicago Bulls in Grant Park during their two three-peats and how amazing those celebrations were. Super Bowl champions often get a pretty serious celebration, especially since repeats in American football championships are much rarer than basketball. But you are still talking about a huge party that often puts the entire city on hold for several hours, if not the entire day. And when we look back at what Jesus got, well, it kind of seems like he got almost nothing. Yeah, the, the people cheered for him, but we don't know how many people or the size of the crowd. And yes, people placed cloaks and palms on the road as he rode into town on a colt. But even in today's money, this could not have cost very much at all. And it's not like they didn't know how to throw parties back then. Wedding feasts could last several days to a week, if not even longer, depending on who it was and how much money they had. And this was not some queen or presence or anything like that. This was the Son of God. You can't get much more important than that. This was the coming Savior and the Messiah that the people had been waiting for for so long. And he basically got a short parade into town, and, and that was about it. At least until later, but let's not jump ahead in the story. And that is definitely one way we could look at this. We could look at this comparison and say that the most important person got nowhere near the kind of welcome or coronation or celebration that he is worthy of. We can see this as a slight against Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior, the Holy Messiah. Or we can take a different approach. Let's flip the script, so to speak. How much do you think it would cost to get the Queen of England or the President of the United States to come to your home? Or to even allow you to hang out with them for, say, an hour? In all reality, there probably isn't an amount of money to get any of those things to happen. But I think you get my idea here. What about Jesus? How much would it cost to spend some time with the Son of God, the Holy Messiah, the Savior of the whole world? Well, it turns out not that much. You just need to have an open heart and invite him in. Jesus does not require any great fanfare or fireworks. Jesus does not require any financial compensation of, or favors. No. Jesus wants to be with us already. Jesus wants to be in relationship with us. Jesus wants to share mercy and grace with us. Jesus loves us. The greatest person both human and divine, to ever walk this earth is the person that we can always run to. He doesn't ask for parades and streamers. He doesn't ask for cheering crowds and loud music. He doesn't ask for medals and awards. He doesn't ask for red carpets and photographers. He just asks for an open heart, a heart that is open to knowing him, to loving him, to loving others, 
to showing love, mercy, and grace to the world. I used to try to imagine what it was like on that day when Jesus rode in on the colt. I wondered what the people were thinking about or hoping for. Did they, like some of his disciples, expect and think that he was going to overthrow the Romans and take back the holy city of Jerusalem? Did they expect him to heal everyone who was sick or suffering? I'm guessing they were not expecting what would actually come to be, but again, don't jump ahead in the story. But I never stopped to think about what was going through Jesus' mind that day. What was he feeling? How much did he know about what was coming? I mean, we assume that he knew at least most of what was coming, but we don't know how the exact specifics were. He may have knew everything that was coming. We, we don't 100% know. What did he feel when he looked in the expectant eyes of those people putting down their cloaks for him, of those people cheering for him, of those people declaring his coming as a descendant of David, the greatest king in the history of the people? And maybe we will never know the answers to those questions, or at least not until we are called home to be with God. But I feel pretty confident that when we are called home, we will be even more welcomed than when Jesus was on this Palm Sunday. This, again, is what is so great about Jesus. He doesn't ask for any extravagance or frills, just you. And that's good news. We've spent all of Lent looking at the good news in Scripture and in the world. And there is some much greater news coming in a week's time. But yet again, don't jump ahead in the story. But this reality of how Jesus enters into our lives is good news. Jesus meets us where we are. Jesus doesn't ask us to go overboard for him. Jesus doesn't ask us to do any grand gesture. All he's asking for is an open heart. A heart that is willing to let him in. That is love. That is a kind of love greater than any other known to humanity, any that we are probably ever going to be capable of. And it's still the best thing that we can hold on to every day of our lives. It is the thing that can sustain us when we are facing troubling times. It is the thing that can strengthen us for a tough journey ahead. It is the thing that can brighten our eyes to see the beauty in God's creation, even amongst the things that make it hard to see that beauty sometimes. It is the light 
that can shine in the darkest places. And I invite you to go and share it. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 578, God of Love and God of Power. Children of God, you are loved. You are loved beyond any measure in ways that we will never fully comprehend. You are loved. Let the same mind be in you that was in Jesus Christ. Go forth in peace to love and serve the world. May the blessing of God who surmounts evil bears our pain and lives in us forever, fill you with the zeal for justice and passion for peace this day and always. Amen. And a reminder that we have the leftovers from the Swiss steak dinner available by the kitchen door. So if you're interested in helping us out and 
can help uh, raise a little more money and sell off the rest of the food that we have left over, please come see Sheila and probably and Linda down there by the kitchen door. Easter there should on. be some Swiss steak and uh, Texas sheet cake and maybe a few other goodies as well. And don't forget, next Sunday, we'll be back in the sanctuary if you so desire. And we'll have room in the sanctuary and the balcony with the uh, social distancing and mask. And also, we'll still have the drive-through service for people that choose to stay in their cars as well. So we look forward to seeing you next Easter Sunday. Easter egg hunt. And don't forget for the kids right now, we're going to start the Easter egg hunt shortly. Have a great day. Great to see all the cars in the parking lot today.